0: Hello and welcome to the Bangla Cricket Podcast. My name is Roshan Alam and in this episode we'll talk about the Bangladesh Premier League. It's the fifth edition of the country's marquee 2020 tournament, so who are the winners and losers so far? Also, we don't have a coach. The man who was in charge of the Bangladesh team has decided he doesn't want to do it anymore, so who is going to lead us to the next World Cup? And the Bangladesh Cricket Board have decided that our players can only take part in two foreign leagues each year. What impact is that going to have on the national team? Joining me to figure all of this out is ESPN Crick Info's Bangladesh correspondent, Muhammad Issam. Issam Bhai, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you for inviting me, Roshan.
0: Let's start by talking about the Bangladesh Premier League. It's the fifth edition of the country's marquee 2020 tournament. Um, certainly from where I'm watching in London, the squads look like they've been brilliant, the quality of the games has been decent, and... It's been good to actually have coverage as far and wide as the UK. But what's, what's the reception been like in Bangladesh? I know when you're in a cricket bubble on Twitter and TV, it can look like the biggest thing in the world. But has the reaction like that been on the ground in Bangladesh?
1: Um, the BPL is in its fifth edition this year. And uh, like the uh, four previous occasions, uh, it's been quite good. The public loves it. It's T20 cricket. It's in the evenings. Uh, they love, it, love to watch it on TV at home. Um, Tickets are not always available in in Dhaka because of how big the city is and how small the stadium is. But uh, when we went to Silet, it was full house on all four days uh, of matches. Uh, They're going to Chittagong on the 24th. I think they start matches on the 24th, yeah. I think they're going to have full house there as well because, well, when you take cricket to smaller towns than Dhaka in in Bangladesh, um, you get a lot of crowd. It's it's been quite the, uh, the usual response that the Bangladesh Premier League usually gets.
0: Now, I've been asking people to sort of email in with their thoughts and um, a lot of people have commented on the quality of the broadcast. Um, Shams emailed me, said he's not been happy with the quality of the commentators uh, and also the local players aren't getting enough opportunities. So I guess two things there. First of all, has the broadcast quality been that bad? Because I've sort of enjoyed watching it from here.
1: Um, from what I've heard, the broadcast quality is as, uh, equal to what um, we, we have seen in the other BPLs in the past. Um, I've just watched one game on TV because I watch all of it at the ground. Of course, yeah. Uh, But it hasn't been great. Actually, it's pretty much similar to how it was. Uh, You know, coverage quality in Bangladesh hasn't been great for a long time. And commentary, well, uh, sometimes it's been good, but I think people have complained and I understand what the complaint can be about. Um, It's a lot to do with the quality of commentary, which I I think it's, it's universally accepted in Bangladesh right now that obviously the BPL's commentary has never been good. Um, except when guys like uh, Ian Bishop and Danny Morrison, they've shown up for Bangladesh series or whatever. But I, I feel that uh, that that's one area that, that is really poorly ignored. Like um, the quality of broadcast has never been the BCP's headache. They've just left it to the broadcaster, whatever they think is right, they'll do it.
0: To explain to sort of people who aren't aware of the BPL, so the teams are made up of local players, of so Bangladesh Nationals, uh, and also international players. Now, previously, teams had to be made up of a maximum of... Four international players and then seven locals. Um, a lot of people are cynical because of there being less opportunities for the local players. Um, in in practice, and obviously a good number of games into the tournament, how has that change felt? Has it worked? Are people happy, or is it something you think they might change back?
1: We just have to go back a couple of years. 2012 and 13 were the first two editions of the BPL. There were four, five uh, foreign players allowed in the eleven, which obviously is what's happening this year. Um, in the interim two years, 2014 and sorry, 15 and 16, um, in these two years they had four uh, foreign players and seven local players. The problem is actually um, there are two things. So basically, you have to uh, realize that there aren't any T20 tournaments other than the BPL in Bangladesh, which means the local players are not used to playing a lot of T20s for a long time. So before the BPL, there were one or two tournaments, but T20 tournaments were not held by the BCB for a long time. 2010, there was one tournament, then there was a gap. 2012 was the BPL. So the quality of local T20 sort of big hitting, what do you want from a T20 player? A a bowler can adjust his length, he has to bowl more Yorkers. We have those guys, I think, in every sort of, um, in, in every type of bowling.
0: Yeah. I think I just worry about local players. I mean it's great having big names in Bangladesh but only if there's a chance for local players to be involved, you know. At the moment like you look at the kind of the runs and the wickets and it's it's dominated by international players and actually what you want to see is the local players dominating that list. I think at the moment Imrul Kayes is the kind of highest run getter for Bangladesh who is not he's not even a batsman I associate with the format. Um and that, I guess that's a con, that's for me the concern. With a World Cup sort of 18 months away it is BPL so far providing selectors with a few more options for who will or won't make that squad for the World Cup in 2019.
1: I think not looking that far ahead, just there aren't any big hitters. So these teams, which they buy a lot of, uh, they buy these franchises for a lot of money, right? So yeah. It's 10 crore or So they have to spend a lot of money on merchandising and marketing and all these things. So they think that if they don't have enough local players who are big hitters who can win them games, team owners this year apparently they decided. There was a vote in the BPL governing council which has all these representatives of these team owners. So they decided that this time they're going to go for five because of the number of the, the lack of local uh, talent for T20. I obviously understand that um, it doesn't help Bangladesh cricketers. So basically, I wrote a piece when they were holding the, BC, the, the BPL's auction in September and I wrote a piece about how there are no big hitters. I spoke to everyone in the BPL, I spoke to a lot of coaches, a lot of officials, these people matter, and I asked them a question that shouldn't there be a second T20 tournament and now I'm hearing them talk about it. I'm not saying it's my contribution to Bangladesh, but I'm saying that (laughs) this question had to be, so every other country, so India has a second T20 tournament, Pakistan has like six or seven of them apart from the PSL, West Indies where they originally they have a lot of T20 tournaments There's a lot of time in hand. I mean, these cricketers, they don't really do a lot of things apart from playing domestic cricket. So the BCB can have these small domestic T20 tournaments. It's not going to be a huge sort of financial problem for any of these people. So what I'm trying to say is with the World Cup coming up, BPL was a great place to find a lot of players. So far, I think they've got a few, obviously. There's a guy called Abu Jayed, He's from Select, but he's playing for Pulna this time. Um, He's a very good fastball. He's got a lot of change-ups. Uh, there's a guy called Abu Haider Robin. Abu Haider, yeah, he's doing straight, yeah, he's
0: please. high up the wicket-take list, isn't he, actually? Yeah.
1: yeah. There's a guy called uh, Zakir Hussain. He's also from Sillet. He uh, is playing for Rajshahi. He's better quite well. He's He's been known as a good talent. You won't see a lot of um, indigenous BPL players, as in, you won't find a player who's not played anything coming to the BPL. That's my bone to pick with the BPL. That BPL is a T20 tournament. India, they find these players from every corner. In yeah. Pakistan, they go into every region to find T20 players and they promote them in PSL, which is their marquee T20 tournament. But the BPL doesn't do that. BPL will go and find players from YouTube. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: not That's kidding. very modern of them.
0: That's incredible. Very modern
1: of them, but they're not going to do that for a local Bangladeshi bowler. No, fair so
0: enough.
1: One CEO, uh, teams, team CEO, he, I asked him about a certain player and I said, did you see him? I said no, I never heard of him. He said go to go to YouTube. That's what that's how we found found him. I said come on, man, go to the villages of Bangladesh and find a good fast bowler, a good batsman, maybe. That's not the focus actually. The BPL is more focused to portray Bangladesh cricket as a, as as a as a financially strong cricket board.
0: It's fascinating when business collides with sport and it, it, it kind of I guess as a fan it's something that frustrates me but they have to run as a business and I I, I guess I understand that. One last question who who's going to win? I feel like it's the mo- one like one of the most open but it, who in your eyes is going to win this tournament?
1: Now is the time to say who will. I think this is a good time. I think
0: <laughs> I think my no. team Chittagong are out of the question to be honest so Oh yeah they didn't
1: really actually Roshan was the 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 thing in BPL is a lot of it is driven by how much money is being spent. It's like the English Premier League. Like If the club owner is not going to spend a lot of money, if the manager is not going to allow a lot of good players to come in with spending that money, there's not going to be any chance for a team. So, Chittagong has a lot of money, the owners. But I think they lost interest after doing poorly in the last two se- seasons. Yeah. This um, year, three teams spent a lot of money. Dhaka, Rangpur and Kumil. I think you can see that. It'll be between these three. I I feel... The team that can hold on to all their stars till the end, for my money, I think Rangpur is one of those teams. Kumilla, Rashid Khan leaves at some point, so that'll be a problem for them. They have Graham Creamer from Zimbabwe replacing, but he's no Rashid Khan. <laughs> um, Dhaka obviously is very strong because they'll have a free and they right have till such the a end.
0: star-studded lineup. It's incredible to see that. Like that team, shit, yeah. It's incredible.
1: I'm not a fan of any team, frankly, but yeah, <laughs> one of these teams should be the champion.
0: Amazing. Well, I'll hold you to that prediction. Um, next I wanted to talk to you about our head coach situation. So um, with 18 months to go to the next world, Cup, our coach Chandika Ha has resigned. Now, this has been fascinating to watch. And obviously I live in England and in the English Premier League, a manager is sacked almost every couple of weeks. But there's a press release. They thank him for his work. They wish him all the best. Whereas this comparatively has felt like a shambles. Like I first heard... Rumors that he'd handed his notice in during the South Africa tour, and then I hear that he's not answering the phone to BCB directors, and then I hear he's agreed to take the Sri Lanka job, and then the BCB are no longer expecting him to come to Bangladesh. I mean, what what is going on there? What's happening?
1: Exactly what you said.
0: <laughs> it's it's a mess. Like
1: <laughs> no, what happened was exactly exactly. It's um, so I heard this about a month after he had actually sent the letter, um, BCB. Uh, sat on the news. They did not tell anyone, which is very good of them. They're usually very, very much like the White House these days. They're they're very leaky. Um, (laughs) But when I asked the question, they didn't say no to me. I uh, broke the news. And then um, obviously the president on the same uh, afternoon, he came out and said that, yeah, he has resigned and we're not going to have him back. Although we would like to have him back. And it's true that Hathura Singer stopped taking phone calls. Um, It's not... If you are talking about a professional setup where things run smoothly, uh, it's a shambles. But the way BCB runs, I think it's good. He at least let them know, just to keep you um, give you a little context of how coaches have treated Bangladesh in the last few years. Mm. So mm. after Jamie Siddons left in 2011, just after the World Cup, yeah, Jamie Siddons was obviously one of two coaches who I consider as uh, had the best or the most effect. Uh, in terms of coaching batsmen and both. Oh, his, his
0: His work with yeah. Tommy Mikvall was like like incredible. Yeah, yeah completely
1: agree. um So after he's left, there have been several coaches who have come and gone. So there was one guy called Stuart Law. He's the yeah. West Indies coach now. He was here for less than one year. Then came Richard Pibas. Richard Pibas was here for 100 days. I think just over 100 days. <laughs> then there was Shane Jurgensen who replaced uh, Richard Pibas. Uh, Shane Jurgensen was the bowling coach. They made him the head coach. He did quite well. One bad series, they started to question him, he quit the job. Then you had Chandika Um Chandika was here for more than three years, but um, the ending was something that BCB felt very bad about because whatever Chandika singh had wanted, the BCB had provided him. From salary to uh, perks to the fact that he doesn't... He basically is pretty much like a contractual coach for the BCB, for the Bangladesh team. So he doesn't do anything other than the Bangladesh team. So. Whenever there's a tour, he would come, he would work, and then he would leave. Nothing to do with, you know, a coach has to do a lot of other things. A coach has to look at talent. He -hmm. wanted a select position, got it. He wanted a change of, he changed his boss twice. And how he has ditched them is, they're going to remember him for a long, long time, because he was very emotional during the, he's quite an emotional guy, from what I've understood, understood from people that he has worked with previously. He's quite emotional, he gets very hot-headed, but you can't really quit on a team in the middle of a series. He's done it last year. I think that was another problem. I can give you a bit of a, a scoop on this, that a lot of us journalists who are covering the BCB and Bangladesh cricket for a long time, we feel that since he gave a letter last year and the BCB increased his salary, he gave the same resignation letter August 2016,
0: right? Yeah, he, I, and, I heard he tried to resign once before, yeah. So right. they, what? They just, they just threw money at him.
1: Threw money at him done more facilities done he's okay maybe this time maybe when he sent that letter no one took it seriously maybe they thought if we give him a little more salary he'll stay I think that's when where BCB made the mistake and where Hathura Singh maybe he has an offer in Sri Lanka which is very good plus it's his own country he wanted to prove something in Sri Lanka the offer was on the table this wasn't going too well because I feel that uh, Bangladesh has a lot of tours coming up next year. And the way he has handled the team, it's very good for a a home condition when they play. But the way he handles the team, it's not good for an away tour. They've done well in the Champions Trophy. They've done well in in Australia. But where there is a bit of bounce, he's not the right man. Yeah, like like we saw
0: in South Africa, yeah, completely. Naturally, now the debate starts around who should take over the role. Um, a lot of people have been getting in touch and sort of suggesting people who should be take the role. Um, Saif says they need someone who has motivating skills because Bangladesh are technically sound, but obviously our man's mindset isn't always as good. Um, what do you think Bangladesh will be looking for in their new coach? What will be the priorities? Is it someone who knows the players or someone who has big tournament experience? Um, the
1: BCB is looking for a big name. That's the problem, first problem. Bangladesh cricket team doesn't need a big name right now. They need do, do, you see, do you
0: see that as a problem? That's fascinating. That That's really interesting to me.
1: I'll tell you why. When you have a big name coach, you are again focusing on only the team. The coach has to look at the 20 players who are playing for Bangladesh and then he also has to understand the culture that the player develops in. A very high-profile coach will not teach a player a lot of things. These players are not taught everything when they come to the national team. I'll be very honest with you. They learn a few things they are very talented, obviously. Cricket talent is, is just abundant, amazing. Yeah. Right. So they come into the team. There's a lot of technical gaps that they have. What they see is, that's not my job to teach you how to play a bull shot or to duck under a ball, you know? So a foreign coach who comes from Australia or South Africa, they're really um, um, frustrated by the fact that you, they need to teach them certain shot at the national level, at the international level. Like a, like a player who's come into the team, he can't play a certain shot. They don't really like that.
0: Yeah, they, you know, they expect them to be ready-made, I
1: guess. Yeah. A coach, uh, whoever comes to Bangladesh also has to keep that thing in mind, that you, they're going to have to have a lot of technical knowledge, not just to teach these players, but to spend a lot of time to hone their skills. A coach uh, has to be a great motivator or has to be a great manager. When you come to Bangladesh, both those skills are required, plus you have to have a lot of technical skill. Hakuna Singh had a lot of those things, but I think his emotions sometimes got the better of him. You have a lot of emotional cricketers as well in the Bangladesh team. Someone like Mushfiq is very emotional... Uh, when Tamim isn't going well, he can be emotional. Sakib can be emotional. We've seen his outbursts. So when you have a coach who's emotional, you know, you can't really... Uh, it's very difficult for everyone to handle. And when you have a, a cricket board who doesn't know how to handle stars, that's that's a tough, tough mix. Makes
0: no, I, do you know, I completely agree. So, I mean, Khaled Mahmood's name is being touted as the kind of next coach it looks like he's going to take over at least in the interim you know he's obviously a former captain he i think he was assistant coach for a while under jamie siddons uh and then he's obviously been coaching ducker so he, he looks like a qualified option um and there are other obviously a load of other names banded about and um, when you listed the previous coaches if you 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 missed out on my favorite coach of all time who was david watmore um, who i'd actually i would love to see come back Sorry,
1: eh? Yeah, yeah, he's one of those who's made Bangladesh cricket a different, different thing. He, he's Absolutely. honestly
0: my favourite coach of all time, and I'd love to see him come back. But do you think there's is there anyone who Bangladesh should be going for or throwing the money at or like been, you know working hard to try and sign? Because I know they've they've gone for Andy Flower and I think Justin Langer, and both of them have said no. Um, is, I mean, is there anyone else out there who, who who you think is the right person for the job?
1: Um, at the moment, I'm I'm really not good at these things, but I think. Uh, there are a lot of good coaches uh, in world cricket right now who, who can obviously take this job. Uh, they can be attracted to these uh, franchise jobs. So yeah, because big money in a
0: short period of time, people, right? Uh,
1: Someone like Tom Moody or Mahila Jawadhani. I heard that Tom Moody and Mahila Jawadhani were also approached. They also said no because they're starting out, especially Mahila. I think at this moment, Bangladesh has to look at a coach uh, like Phil Simmons, perhaps, or maybe go back to Jamie Siddons, maybe. Um, that would be an maybe incredible, incredible comeback.
0: No. If Jamie yeah, Siddons came that'd back that'd be... to coach the Bangladesh that would be incredible.
1: No. Look, if Jamie Siddons or Dab Watmore comes back, they have created this group. They are good international coaches. If they come back, they know these guys, they know the, how much they have progressed, and these coaches have worked. They have not, they're not been sitting at home, these two guys. We have Phil Simmons, very good coach. It took Ireland from zero to like whatever they are right now. Most of yeah. most of it done through him. I think these three names are quite uh, fascinating, but... Uh, BCB has always been fascinated by Australian uh, educated or Australian coaches uh, from the Australian School of Cricket. Mm. Um, so I think they're going to go for some someone. They're going to try at least someone from there or maybe from England, uh, maybe from South Africa. We never know. But there are a lot of good coaches around. I feel that BCB were, will have a long time to get over Hadro or whoever the next coach is.
0: I completely agree. And I sort still understand the fascination with the Australian coaches because obviously in the time that Bangladesh were becoming I guess a big team sort of in the early noughties, Australia were the dominant force and so it's a natural place to look to. Um, I'm I'd, I'd, I'd love to see it like local coaches in the in the mix, but other than Khalid Mahmud, I can't see another option to be honest like and I internationally- There's an
1: option. Uh, Amul Islam Bulbul is a level 4 coach. I think he works in Melbourne right now for the ICC. He's has done a lot of, he's very successful domestically as a coach in Bangladesh. He's a big name. At the same time, he has done well uh, around Asia developing teams. That's his job. Hmm. Number two is Mohammed Salahuddin, the Cumula Victorians coach. He was the assistant coach before Khalid Mahmood under Jamie Siddons. Uh-huh. He was, I, I, wrote, I just wrote a piece on him uh, day before yesterday on why the BCB isn't considering him. He hmm. was called up by the BCB recently Um, for the batting consultant's role, but then they changed their mind, which was a very shocking thing for him. He has been helping these players like Shakib, Tamim constantly, um, not being Bangladesh's, not being, even not when he's not in Bangladesh, he comes on his holidays and these players just line up and take help from him from his, his batting tips, and he's a very good, um, do you remember Abdul Razak was uh, banned from international cricket? Yeah, I like, remember, yeah. It was Salahuddin who corrected him.
0: Amazing. So, so the guy so, knows like the the local yeah. players and also has the kind of time and patience and passion I guess. He was to... from
1: the BKP, ninety nine to two thousand five. He was the head cricket coach. So he has had Shaki Mushfiq and all these guys under him. Mominul, these guys just swear, like they would vouch for him any day. They would give their life for this guy because of how <laughs> much they've him. He's a very good motivator, and you're gonna see on in. I mean, if you, if you just read a few things about him, he's, he's a very good coach. Uh, His McCallum, is
0: incredible. Yeah.
1: yeah. He was the assistant coach to uh, Watmore and Jamie Evans. And then he was the fielding coach. Then he went to Malaysia to coach in the university. Because now uh, he's back and he's now working for uh, Gazi Group. They were Premier League champions earlier this year. Mm. So he's, another, he's actually a very good option. So
0: if they want to go for a local coaches, he sounds like the man. I mean, it'll be fascinating to see how this all kind of pans out. And I, like, I do have in the back of my mind, I know it's 18 months away, but obviously there's a World Cup coming and you want kind of someone who can just hit the ground running and get the best out of the team immediately. Um, the, next thing, the last thing I wanted to talk to you about was this new two foreign league rule. So the, the Bangladesh Cricket Board have announced that players can only take part in two foreign leagues a year. Um, where's it, where has this come from?
1: No, good question. Um, I think it comes from the anger from the South Africa series that the board feels that the players didn't do well in South Africa. These things are like pawns, I think. they. they it, it's best if I tell you a bit of background to it. Yes, so please when Bangladeshi tell players were being asked to play in IPL, the first guy was obviously Ashraful, then was Abdul Razak, then was Shakib. Yeah. Shakib started to be called and it was huge news. Uh, Masha Fee also, but when Shakib made it to Kolkata, it was huge news. And the BCB were like, okay, we'll give you money to... Like, we'll pay you for doing this, like, you're, you'll be rewarded for this. It was like that, the attitude. Three years later, when Shakib had all these problems with the board, got suspended for six months, the board said, you'll never be allowed, you'll never be given an NOC, which is a breach of trade. You can't do that. Of course, you're limiting yeah. income and... Limiting income, right. Then he did well against Zimbabwe uh, in his comeback series in 2014. They said, yeah, yeah, now you can go. So... <laughs> So he did IPL 2015, 2016, 2017, no problem. The moment they play badly, I think, first of all, they played badly and then Shakib took that rest, remember? Yeah, so his, they, his hiatus.
0: Team. Yeah, I I wondered whether yeah. it was a kind of... When I, when I was at school, if one child was naughty, the whole class would have to stay behind after class. It feels like that. They're punishing the whole team yeah. for Shakib's actions a
1: little bit. And actually, it was not even that Shakib forcibly took that break. It was... Someone uh, uh, basically the board. He asked the board. The board said, "Yeah, sure, because you did well against Australia. You can you deserve a break." I'll just be very honest with a few things because I I think it's easier for the fans to understand a few things if I'm if I'm going to be diplomatic with you, it's not going to work. It's <laughs> That's I like to? Hear. It's very much a give and take thing. They they, they beat Australia. Yeah, Shaki was the man. He asked for a a, a break. You got it. They lost badly in South Africa. No, you're not get none of you will get NOCs now. I agree with one point obviously, that these players, apart from Shakib, none of them get more than two offers. Mahmoudullah plays two. I think Tamim plays two. Most yeah. of his will play two if he's, he's fit. Mehdi only got one call up to the CPL. So that's okay. I mean, that's understandable. Two is okay. But yeah, you can't just say that I will not give you more than two. That's one thing. Next year, Bangladesh has a lot of tours. They want these players to be fresh. Then why did you give Shakib that break? Mm-hmm. And during a test series against South Africa? But you let him play the BPL, you know? So these things are very um very openly I mean you you can just point it out. You can just easily point it out. Yeah, you're doing this. This is what you're doing. That's why it's so much fun to talk about.
0: <laughs> I mean, short of them I, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if some point in twenty eighteen they reverse the decision and Shah keeps playing in four or five leagues. But if they don't, then surely like Someone like Shakib, after the next World Cup, he'll be what 31, 32. Surely he just retire and become a 2020 freelancer because that's gonna pay him far more in the final year years of his career.
1: I mean, that's it's gonna. Yeah, I mean that might be his plan, and it it could be because he's seen a lot of other players do it. And I think when you're winding down your career, you don't want to end playing because that's okay. You have invested all your life at it, the first 30 years of your life. At it. And if he wants to be a freelancer, that's one thing. But uh, in Bangladesh, obviously the cricket team is uh, followed by a very passionate crowd and they wouldn't like to see their best player go out and play only these leagues. They love it, but they would also want him to do well. And he does well everywhere. Of course. But at at a certain time, I think Shakib also understands that his performance will depend on how fit he is or how hungry he is. With the days coming up, as you said, he's going to turn 31, 32, and then he's going to slow down. Obviously, he's a spin bowler, so he doesn't have to run much, but (laughs) at the same time, he's a (laughs) good batsman. That's so true. These things will come in and Bangladesh, as a nation, as a cricket-loving nation, we have to accept a few things, that this is the first step to a very professional look at cricket. And obviously, we love the cricket team, the Bangladesh team is adored anywhere they go around the world. The expats love them when they play at home, packed crowds. But after Shakib, there will be the likes of Mossadegh, Mehdi, these guys, Mustafis. They will start playing two or three leagues, what will the BCB do then? So if the BCB set a good example at the start, yeah, like okay. This is what we're going to offer you. And there's a lot of loopholes there. They can do a lot of things, you know. They just don't have to give this stupid, like, two NOCs per year. For me, yeah.
0: it just feels like, it feels contradictory. It's detrimental to our progress. I mean, we lack, you know, when we play play abroad, we saw South Africa, you know, even the Champions Trophy, we, in reality, only won one match properly. Like, I kind of feel like limiting players playing abroad is going to be detrimental to the progress of the team in general, right? and I'm I, I'm bewildered that the BCB don't see the benefit in sending our players to play in as many foreign leagues and in as many different conditions as possible. It, it, I you know, I can't get my head around it. If I'm honest, it's it's.
1: But it's how cricket is run here, and it's how players accept it. It's how the board th- knows that the players will accept it, and the public knows that even after outrage, nothing will change. I'm is... Sorry, but that's how it is here. <laughs> it's quite
0: incredible. And um, final question. Um, looking ahead to 2018, what should Bangladesh be aiming for?
1: I think Bangladesh should be aiming for a lot of preparation uh, to play abroad. They play in West Indies, they play in Australia, I think, um, in the middle of the year. Obviously, uh, Sri Lanka comes in. There's a lot of uh, local cricket first and then there's a lot of international cricket. So I think um, they have to strengthen the fast bowling attack technically and, and with their fitness physically. They need to also consider that what their strength is—it's spin bowling. If you think it's fast bowling, strengthen that. If you think it's spin bowling, please bring it back. <laughs> and the batsman, i think uh, there should not be a lot of experimentation with the bat- batting, because I feel the group that is there—they're very good. And this group, with a few changes, sometimes obviously you rotate some some spots so that they remain interested in the competition of it. There's a lot of good domestic batsmen. Sharia Nafees has scored more than 5,000 runs in three years. I know, right? In the last, year. he is very fit. So, if you consider him, what happens is the uh, guy who opens with Tamim right now, if it's Shomu, Liton, or
0: Or uh, Emru, guys,
1: they'll be on. You know, you need that. You need players to be given that competition all the time. So, I think it'll just make them better. I think 2018, there's a lot of scope to do very good things. But just the preparation from after the BPL, there's a one-month gap. I think these are very important parts of Bangladesh period. I think people don't really see
0: that. Uh, you're right it's incredible I am genuinely looking forward to the next 12 months Mohamed Islam thank you so much for joining me I genuinely enjoyed the conversation it's been fascinating having read your articles for the last god knows how long um, the insight and knowledge you pro- provide is incredible so thank you so much for joining me
1: thank you for inviting me Roshan it was really really great talking to you and I look forward to many many more such
0: remember if you have any thoughts or you think there's something we should be talking about on this podcast send me an email podcast at bungalacricket.co.uk That's podcast at bungalowcricket.co.uk, and I'll see you for the next episode very soon.